Hey guys, this is Josh from the JD Talks. Before we get started with our podcast, I'd like to let you guys know about Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free that you can use right from your phone or computer. Now, me personally, we use Anchor. It is a great way to distribute your podcast. The creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast, so it sounds great. And they'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere. That means Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, all the lot. Um, this is a great tool, and I think everybody who's interested, even if you have a tiny audience, you can easily make money from your podcast. No minimum listenership. Guys, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And let's jump into the podcast. Hey everybody, what's up? Episode one. Yes, uh, our podcast finally. It's taken a while. Yeah, um, you know, some bumpy roads, but I think we <laughs> we got it down. What do you think? Yeah, you know, no, it's a, a pretty good start so far. Um, just before we start, our plan for the podcast moving forward is about a forty-five minute to an hour-long podcast bi-weekly. Um, Hopefully every Wednesday or every other Wednesday. But uh, like we said, there's a couple bumps in the road before this. So hopefully uh, we'll move forward. Uh, I miss anything? Oh, you know what? I think you got it. Um, <clears throat> I think it's I kind of want to lay out what this is about, you know? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Um, I think uh, our videos are really specific um, and actually sometimes you know, the more fun stuff or, you know, there's just so much stuff happening that you can't possibly make individual videos about it. So I think that, uh, you know, this is a good place for us to talk about some of the smaller stuff that won't make it into a video, you know? Yes, of course. And also, too, there's a ton of stu stuff that we would like to make videos on. But, you know, our videos, we try to condense down to a consumable, you know, time around 10 minutes or so. And some of these topics that we would love to talk about, we can go on for 30 minutes, you know? So this is our kind of way of a free flowing conversation that doesn't really have any uh, barriers. Yeah, exactly. It's like, a, well, it's like a podcast, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. So we're just going to um, give it a shot yeah, and yeah. see what, um, so... What's first? What do you? What do well, you let, let's 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 do the big elephant in the room. How's your vacation? <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah, that was good. Um, I went on a cruise in uh, yeah Florida, Royal mm -hmm. Caribbean. It's the only way to go. Okay, all right. Um, and it was good. I mean, it was like very relaxing, and I got. I mean, you know, that is a beautiful beautiful ship man you gotta really? you gotta get on it dude like are you a cruiser david you know i've been on only one in my life and i think that's the only one i'm going on 
that's just me. Oh man, I mean, I liked it. I liked it a lot, but um, mm -hmm. you know, it's it's not for everybody. I get it. Where where were you again? Like where where did you guys go? Um, so it was from Fort Lauderdale, Florida, to Saint Kitts, which is like. I don't know, like really like low kind of Bahama area. Uh -huh. uh, then back to San Juan, Puerto Rico. Oh, wow. And then to uh, Nassau, which is like Bahamas. So, oh, yeah, okay. Seven days. Okay. It was pretty oh, good. Oh, nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you said you went up to uh, San Francisco. How was that? That's right. Yeah, when we got back, um, we went up to, uh, well, we actually went through San Francisco and then to sacramento area mm -hmm. um you know uh we were just looking at colleges up there okay oh yeah for your sister yeah, right sister. yeah so like, okay okay it's pretty good um yeah i've never been through the golden gate bridge so oh, that wow. was nice mm -hmm. that was nice yeah um, but you know very relaxing almost two weeks yeah and uh you know overall good time thumbs up absolutely you know yeah. nothing uh nothing too exciting i would say mm -hmm. i think it was more just like let's just relax but yeah you know so hey hey that's good man uh sometimes you want to unwind a little bit yeah no i get so. it yeah, yeah. Um, well well uh we missed you here at the channel <laughs> um it's a long two weeks yeah. but um one thing that we tried to have happen that unfortunately didn't was going to go see spider-man together and we didn't have that happen however we both saw the movie right i, I have my gripes let's well, what well, did you I think because you just night, saw it so yeah i just saw so. it so it's pretty fresh mm -hmm. um um i thought it was a great movie i dude like okay let me let me rephrase that it was a really fun movie Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we go, just spoiler warning real, real quick. Because it's uh, only been out a week. Okay, yeah. Just real quick. Yeah. yeah all right, go ahead. I'll, I'll let you know when I'm going to spoil. You can cover your ears. But um, it's a really fun movie. <clears throat> I think that the Spider-Man, the new ones, aren't, like, as serious as the other ones. Um, You know, especially the amazing Spider-Man. It took the character so damn seriously like, I mean, he's supposed to be a kid. Like, he's not, yeah. you know, he's like a nerdy kid. So, mm -hmm. I, I really like what they're doing with this Spider-Man. Um, I had a lot of fun. And it's not like, it's not going to be maybe one of the best Marvel movies ever. Yeah. But I had a lot of fun. And I'm really excited to see what they do, you know, moving forward. I thought that... um Tom Holland as Spider-Man was really good again. Mm -hmm. um, and it was like a good, you know, because I had that question like, okay, how's he going to work without Tony? And yeah. then in this one, they even, they don't give him any like Avengers help. So uh -huh. it's just like this guy. But, yeah. um, you know, uh, in the beginning, I guess spoilers. Well, if you've seen uh, Endgame, you know this, but. Uh, they talk about the time skip um, mm -hmm. and like everybody in their class uh, got they call it blipped yeah. you know I guess that's the what they're gonna call it so 
um, I was like, is everybody going to be like blipped? And then, you know, they do say some people like didn't get blipped. And then like um, the where they show like the band just reappears during a basketball game. Yeah. I thought that was I was thinking that like, OK, so if you like blip in your apartment and then uh, you blip, like come back, is somebody yeah. going to be there? And yeah, they did that with Aunt May. They said. Um, she was in her like apartment and when she came back she thought it was the mistress that was very funny yeah i thought yeah, it was, was a good, it was like a really subtle way to explain you know the time jump and the blip mm -hmm. you know yeah so i thought it was really good um how they did that so i was really i was really happy uh, i didn't go in with high expectations um i was kind of like all right this could be either good or this could be like pretty bad we've seen mm -hmm. number two movies in marvel's timeline go pretty bad i'm talking about thor yeah um so Even iron I was, man 2 yeah thor 2 i was not um i was not expecting a uh as good of a movie as i saw but I, you know i really like the new spider-man and some people don't so um mm -hmm. david do you want to you know, just yeah. You know, what, what what problems did you have? No, okay. So first, um, I think I'm going to change my opinion. I grew up with the Sam Raimi Spider-Man. So, you know, in my heart, Tobey Maguire is always, you know, the OG. But I'm going to have to say, I think this Tom Holland kid is probably the best Spider-Man uh, that we've had on the big screen. Like you said, he just really embodies what Peter Parker is as a kid. And um, I, I think he does a fantastic job again. Now, look, I came into this movie pretty much just not really with any expectations. Um, I just kind of went in there to have a fun time. And I told Josh, like, immediately after I saw the movie. The movie did pretty much nothing wrong. Like, it's a pretty spotless movie, right? The pacing's pretty good. It's not too long. They handled the characters pretty well. Um, the jokes, when they land, are pretty funny. The villain in this vil uh, this um, movie is uh, pretty interesting in the sense of visually speaking. It's almost like Doctor Strange esque. Oh, which dude! Was, uh, yeah, it was uh, let me interrupt cool. you. The V, yeah. the VFX man, the you know, yeah, that was crazy. Yes, that was that was. I mean, yeah, you're right. It was like Doctor Strange, but yeah. you know, a little bit more like okay, you're trying to scare a 16 year old. How do you do that? I think they. Mm -hmm kind of nailed it all right yeah jake gyllenhaal was fantastic in his performance as well um and i will say the last fight scene he has uh spider-man and mysterio um it's just it's not going to be like an iconic one like the civil war you know captain america civil war one or the thanos one wherever but it is a pretty dang good fight sequence for the end you know it's pretty cool how they do all the effects and all that i was pretty impressed now I came out in the movie and I was just kind of like on a on a meh type of like feeling. I wasn't I was impressed at some parts. I wasn't blown away, but I wasn't disappointed at all. So I'm almost in a period where I told Josh as well and other people, I think I'm just done with the MCU. I'm just too tired. Like I said, I came out of the movie with pretty much like no gripes. Like the movie is pretty well uh executed and like you said for a second film uh, uh a sequel film to the first one 
uh, people oftentimes have reservations and I think it if you had reservations and you saw the movie you'd be you know hey my reservations are, are met you know but just I don't know I just think I'm done with the MCU you know there's 20 what 22 23 movies now it's yeah. a lot of stuff it's been uh, 100 miles an hour ever since Iron Man has been a success they've done a fantastic job setting up the MCU for the future but I just think I'm just tired you know I'm, I'm just kind of I'm like Thanos I want to rest man I want to rest and uh, <laughs> they're not stopping anytime soon which why would you they're making a ton of money a lot of people enjoy the movies but I just think for me personally I'm just kind of a little bit worn out which is why the movie wasn't as fun as it could have been for me personally yeah I get it um the movies come out at this point you know at a rapid clip so i think it's um it's a lot of time it's a lot of money and it's a lot of dedication to yeah. you know stick with it so i get it that makes sense but to, I, to me but um i will say this so uh, another spoiler warning uh, i told josh you know the one thing that they could get me back is the end credit scene and there's obviously there's two but the last one where they pretty much announced that Nick Fury and Maria Hill on Earth are actually scrolls. And uh-huh. I I used to watch the animated series when I was younger. And the scrolls were like the main villain for the Avengers and all and all the superheroes. And I thought what they did in the TV show where you're like, dude, who's who? I don't know what's going on, yada yada. And I was like blown away as a kid. Now here they have that same type of opportunity where you know, people were shocked that Nick Fury is pretty much in space somewhere. And now people are like, wait a minute, has Nick Fury always been in space? Has he been on Earth? You know, when did they change? What's going on? And I think the ability for the scrolls to create confusion, to become a major, you know, villain, hopefully in the next phase of Marvel, is really unique because, like, Thanos is a great villain, right? But once he's dead, he's dead. Like there's no, you know, we're not resurrecting Thanos. But for the scrolls, because they're shapeshifters and stuff like that, they can take people's identities. I mean, th- that could go on for who knows how many movies. And I think that would be pretty cool if they decide to go that direction. Right. They have um, with the Sony deal and the Fox deal. The the next phase and the next phase after that is gonna be. I think like some of the best movies made. Um, mm-hmm. You just have so many characters like available. Yeah. Um, I mean, what, you know, what could, I'm just excited to see what they do. Um, and with the scroll thing, it's like, yeah, they can uh, now do uh, something in the comics called secret wars, uh, oh, which yeah. is basically they have, you know, clones of every, you know, scrolls that are being, you know, the Avengers mm-hmm. and they're fighting, you know, the real Avengers and you don't know who's who. So yeah. that's, I think, something interesting that they can do to kind of spice it up. Um, but I'm sure Kevin Feige has the next 45 years planned out, you know? <laughs> yeah. This guy's, this guy's crazy. This guy's yeah. crazy. And, and actually, uh, they have Comic-Con, I think this weekend, or I don't know when, but uh, they have a big panel coming up, so people are assuming they're going to release the next lineup of movies, which is obviously 
kind of ridiculous that they have the plans already. But, um, you know, it's just, again, not a knock on Marvel. For the most part, their movies are fun, enjoyable, and pretty rewatchable. You know, for the most part, you can yeah. go back and see Avengers, whatever. Yeah. But I think because they crank out like two or three movies a year, it's just getting a little much. And I think they have to kind of be careful who they bring in now. You know, in the next phase, obviously, Captain America's gone, Iron Man, Black Widow. Um, Because if the characters aren't as, uh, I don't know, captivating maybe would be the word, as those OG characters, then people are going to start jumping ship because it's been so much. Yeah, I think it's going to be... We'll see how it goes when the Avengers have to figure out who's the new leader or leaders, I guess. Um, That'll be fun, I think, to watch. But yeah, they got to make sure that the characters... Well, one, I think they've pretty much hit it out of the park with all their characters so far, as far as casting goes. Um, There's not one that's like, ugh, this guy, this guy does not look like, uh, you know, whoever. But, um, you know, they have to recast all of uh, X-Men. I'm assuming they're going to recast, right? Yeah, but I like like you're saying though with the castings. Yeah. Um, even though that's important, I also think who you bring in, right? Because we're assuming they're bringing in X Men and you know Wolverine. Who knows who? Well, but you got to well, be careful, like who you bring in, because yeah. if you start bringing in two obscure people, some people are just gonna, you know, leave. Well, I think they did it pretty well, actually. They they don't, um, you know, insert too many characters if you know what i'm saying like they're not gonna have a movie like the next avengers movie isn't gonna be like you know uh i don't know war machine flying over and then oh he stumbles across every single x-men you know yeah like or they find the x-men mansion they'll do like one or two you know and introduce and i guess i don't know see how maybe the audience is feeling you know um Marvel, I think one of the greatest things is they're not afraid to change things if the audience or even if they are not feeling it, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, You were telling me something about Captain Marvel, how, you know, she's in Endgame. She doesn't have that big of a role, and that was um, kind of their last-minute decision, right? Yes. Right? They kind of cut her role down, which I think made the movie better because... It was kind of yeah. like the final of the main six, the original yes. six. And that, that's actually were the uh, intentions of the Russo brothers because it's a pretty monumental event cinematically, you know, having a whole bunch of characters. But also, too, uh, I think just emotionally for Marvel, uh, it, it's been a fantastic ride so far. So why not just focus on the main people for a little bit and... Uh, Kind of show, but I will say this too with the whole adventure stuff, like those movies were great, right? But I don't think, and Kevin Feige has been on record saying they have the plan for the next five to seven years already. I don't think you need a new Avenger movie in three years or in five years, maybe give it a little bit time, a little bit of time to breathe, you know? Yeah, like set up, set up a couple new people. And then we'll move forward because if you have Avengers five, right? Because there's already been four, in maybe three years, 
we're like, dude, what the we what what happened? Like we just you know, it'd yeah. be too quick, I think. Me personally. Well, I think this one, as far as like um you know, the previous what do they call them? When they like they separate them, what are they called? The phases. Phases, that's right. Um, I think the previous phases were pretty close together, in my opinion. And this mm -hmm. one seems like, okay, this is a hard cut. Yes. Give us time. Give us maybe a year from now to release your next movie. Yep. And you let us, you know, think about it. And then, I mean, obviously you have established characters and storylines. And you're going to make, you know, twos and threes of movies. So yeah. kind of... I don't know. As far as the Avengers go, at least kind of start over in a sense. Yes. Yeah. Right. Don't, don't try to rush it back either. Right. Either. Right. Let it, you know, give us a couple of movies to, it's like, okay, we've seen Dr. Strange and he's done some stuff, but do we like really know him? Like yeah, we exactly. knew Iron Man before Avengers, mm -hmm. you yeah. know? And also too, um, Originally, people thought they weren't going to release a movie in 2020, and I think they are. And people are speculating the Black Widow, what you know, whatever it may be. They also have to realize that three movies a year is a lot. So maybe kind of tone it down a little bit, maybe two a year, because three, you know, if we're we're pumping out these movies like like eggs from a chicken, like we're just I don't know what's how how many movies are gonna eventually overload the common person because really speaking, Marvel has a couple of different areas of the audience they target right. Obviously, the hardcore comic book people, the young children, and then you have like the middle of the road uh, movie person who just goes every once in a while. Well, the middle of the road movie person is eventually a bit of an overburden if you're pumping out like three movies a year so you can hurry up and restart everything, you know? So so maybe just re relax a little bit. But hey, they know what they're doing. I'm just Oh for I'm sure. Just saying my for opinion. sure. For sure. Yeah. You know. We we're just speculating, but um I'm excited for I mean, I think you're gonna end up seeing probably Black Panther two and Maybe Doctor yes. Strange too, something like that, right? Yeah, they 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 have me pretty hard yeah. for a while, but I'm trying to break you know break free. I'm ah. trying to go, but I will say this too: um, their ability to create new characters that kind of their stories are are different. Also, I think lends to positive things, right? Because not everybody has the same story as Iron Man or Captain America. So the new like origin stories for the characters are also kind of cool to see. Yeah. So. Um, and villains as well. I think what they yeah. did with the homecoming villain, um, making him from earth and just like a dude. Yeah. I think that's really, um, that was really cool. You mm -hmm. know, yeah. But, uh, well, uh, you you mentioned speculation mm. a couple seconds ago. Okay. And let's talk about something that people speculated for five days and were completely wrong. I'm talking about Kawhi Leonard to yes, the Clippers, sir. dude. Yes, all these NBA sir. insiders, what was going on? That's dude. Okay. Well, let's start from the beginning. So, um, Kawhi Leonard had held out for a while, right? When was it announced? Dude, it, the it felt like a year. Yeah, 
It was a couple <laughs> days because everybody kind of everybody kind of made their moves pretty quick. I think. Yes. Um, yes. They were like, okay, this is kind of what it looks like, and um, you know, everybody was saying, "I'm." 99 didn't Jalen Rose say I'm 99 percent sure he's gonna uh what do you say Toronto right so yes Toronto and then um Chris Broussard for first oh. not first take uh undisputed uh, Fox yeah he said um Man. he's like 99 percent it's the Lakers um, yeah dude I believe Chris yeah well you know all these insiders they have some credibility and stuff but um you know I was like okay well shit <laughs> I, I and uh you know after i listened to them like why because paul george was never on the table you know yes paul yep. george said he was staying in okc so there was nobody for him to go with if you, yeah you know if you didn't know that paul george is gonna leave yeah you know mm-hmm. if you're just thinking from what he said there's nobody for him to go with. What is he going to go pair up with, you know, Danilo Gallinari, you know? Yeah. It's like, okay, maybe not. So, um, I'm thinking like, okay, shit, the Clippers got to make a move. Cause from everybody was thinking they were out of the race, right? They were like done. Okay. We got to get like somebody. I don't, I don't know who was left at that time, but I was like, we got to get somebody cause we're going to end up with all this room and we have nobody. And Josh is saying we because he's a Clipper oh, fan. I'm so sorry. FYI. I didn't, I, didn't, uh, I didn't specify. Yes, I'm a <laughs> Clipper fan. Yeah. So, um, you know, when I saw that, I was like, all right, this is bad because, yeah. you know, we're going to show up with, uh, you know. Nothing. Empty bag. So, yeah. We can't play with money, you know. Yeah. Can't throw money on the field. So, um on the court so when he when they announced it i saw woes right <laughs> woes mm. announced it i was like oh my god and <laughs> right after next tweet paul george traded yep to the clippers i'm like yep, yep, Kawhi yep. leonard you sneaky sneaky bastard yep he i mean he's been recruiting dude I, dude i i'm tipping my hat to him his uncle his manager um apparently his mom was in the room uh the logo jerry west the goat i mean dang dude like that's that was something else yeah you know they they paid off Woj because he knew dude you think so and yes he knew nobody else knew but all these all these people who said shout out to rachel nichols and the jump i love her show but Rachel, I'm watching Sports Center at who knows what time at night, and she's like, "We knew Paul George was on the trading block." I'm like, "No, you didn't, dude. I've been watching <laughs> your show. I've been watching Sports Center like for 20 hours out of the 24 hour day, just seeing where this guy's gonna go and if he'll sign with uh, the team I root for, the Lakers. You know, seeing what's going on. Nobody knew anything, and I think honestly uh, that." The insiders who aren't that great were just making up stuff. And like Woj, who actually has connections, I think he knew, but obviously didn't want to say anything. Because let's say, let's say uh, it's it's been known now that Kawhi tried to recruit Katie and Kyrie, and uh, they both like obviously rejected. To, to come to the Clippers. Yeah. Okay. 
So imagine after KD signs with Brooklyn, we have Woj report uh, Kawhi Leonard tried to recruit um, KD to the Clippers. Well, now we know he's going to the Clippers. He's just trying to recruit one other person, you know? So that, that, that type of information, I think, was withheld because of a pretty penny that was paid. That's just me. That's just me. Well, I don't think that. Um, I mean, probably Woj did Steve Ballmer, man. He opened up the wallets. Oh, man, dude. I mean, he's the richest owner in sports. Uh, I mean, that... I, I, I don't know, man. I mean, obviously, the Lakers are making some pretty nice moves uh, to try to fill up their, their team around AD and LeBron. Oh, I think we have the best team. But, Hands down. But... I was watching. They said that the chemistry is going to be better with the Clippers. I think they said everybody that they got is coachable. Kawhi is coachable. Paul George is coachable. Well, the only person who isn't coachable on the Lakers is LeBron. Yeah, well, I mean, LeBron, now that he's the point guard, apparently. Breaking news, by the way. LeBron's going (laughs) to be playing point. Uh, You know... I I just think that overall our situation's better. We got a better coach. I'm sorry. Um, and you might have the better players, but I think we're gonna have the better team. Hey, I mean, whatever you say, man. That's I'm ready. Saying. I'm ready to throw now. Let's let's see I, the rivalry happen, man. <laughs> I mean, this is this is kind of the the thing. Is like it's exciting to have good teams on both coasts again. Yeah. Um. You know, and all, uh, although the Warriors were, you know, a West Coast team, they weren't like an LA team. Having yeah. a good LA team is like really good for the league. And New York with Brooklyn as well. New York with Brooklyn. I mean, who would have thought? You know. Yeah. Who would have thought? I, I mean, I didn't. the the NBA right now is pretty much an even playing field. Right. There's no big three. There's no big four. It's pretty much the teams that are contenders yeah. really just have like a one-two punch. You know, KD, Kyrie, right. LeBron, AD, uh, Paul George, Kawhi, yeah. um, McCollum, and Lillard. You know, yeah. there's just really not a big three out there. And right. eventually when Clay comes back, Stephen Clay, I think it's just going to be great for the league. I because mean, it re- really, it's wide open. It, imagine if Russ gets to Miami, then you have Russ and Butler. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, good yeah. lord, man, this this could be one of the best seasons we've ever seen. Yes, they, they're absolutely. saying this might be one of the best off seasons ever. Yes, um, I mean, I know in my, you know, basketball fan life, it's yeah. definitely, but um. <clears throat> Yes. I mean, this is, and uh, I think it's because this is great. of the parity. You know, there's so many teams that improved, that can improve. You know, it's just right. it's uh, and I think the regular season will matter even more this year because there's no obvious like coasting to the playoffs, right? No, yeah, the everybody's going to be fighting. The, yeah, the East got better last year. Uh, the West is pretty much deeper than ever, I would say. And really, it's just going to be injuries that is going to prevent one team from making it than another team, you know? I think the one through seven seeds in the West are probably already locked. 
Um, I don't know. I don't know because remember, my boy Luca has a new running mate in Dallas with uh, Porzingis. Oh, so, good lord! So you never know. You know, I know everyone's high on New Orleans right now. They have a great young core. They're not ready yet, right. but they're going to be coming up and they're going to win a couple games that are important for other teams. So, you know, even though you're saying maybe one through seven are set, I just don't know, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, this is going to be some of the craziest regular season that we've ever seen. Um, mm-hmm. Just because it's like, okay, now every team is going to be fighting for that spot when it was really like, ah, you know, we play two or three, uh, whatever. But, yeah. uh, you know, that, this is going to be great, man. It's going to be great, great basketball. Very exciting. Yes, yes, um, I am also excited so i don't know if you know but um zion williamson played his first uh, quote-unquote nba game and nba yeah, summer just... league um and he got injured right mm-hmm. is that did they stop him playing the rest of the summer league because uh he got injured or because they don't want him to get injured do you see what i'm saying yeah it, it, it's probably in the latter they don't want him to get injured uh-huh. you know when you have precious goods like that you know you don't want to really risk anything um, right well i mean i i when i first read it it sounded to me like okay this guy's a little fragile we have to you know but i i can un- i can see if it's okay we don't want him to potentially get injured these these don't count these aren't like the real deal he can uh-huh. ball but let's wait to the regular season yeah yeah, I don't think it's anything really too serious. Okay. But oh, okay. Uh, t- talking about serious injuries, though, mm. did you see the report out of UFC 239? Oh, Thiago Santos. Good lord! Holy moly, dude! I don't even know how he has a leg anymore. <laughs> this this boy tore his ACL, his yeah. MCL, uh-huh. his meniscus. He right. tore something else too. Like, I think it's like man, PCL, something I didn't even know existed. Yeah. <laughs> My yeah, man. Jeez. Well, let's talk a little bit about those fights. Okay. Obviously, um, we're MMA fans here. Yes. Um, new MMA fans, we might add, but we're we're uh, enjoying the sport so far. That's right. And there's a huge card uh, with two title fights, obviously. John Jones, Tiago Santos, Amanda Nunes, and Holly Holm, and a couple other bigger fights that uh, we'll talk about later. But what did you think of the title fights, man? What did you think? Well, if we start with home and Nunez, um, I thought home had a chance. To be honest, I thought that her boxing background would help her, but goddamn, yeah. dude, Nunez throws bricks. I mean, <laughs> good lord. Yeah. She just had her outbeat from the very beginning. I was yep. like, oh mm-hmm. no, this is not going well. Yeah. Um, dude, I think she clipped her with a left. Yeah. Like within a. The first maybe twenty seconds, uh-huh. and Amanda was just like, "Dude, I got this girl." Like she already knew, you know. Right, right. She clipped her, and she's like, "Dude, I got her. There's no way she's gonna beat me." She never looks scared. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's crazy. She she is definitively the greatest of all time. Oh, for sure. Or women M- for MMA, sure. and if she beats, they're talking about a Chris Cyborg rematch. Say she beats her again. She could be the greatest of all time in MMA, regardless man or woman, because she's just like murking everybody. Yeah, right now there's nobody that could stop her. 
right yeah, now. No. Right now. And um you know, I I was actually I liked that fight um cuz it just showed how dominant she was. The the John Jones, Thiago Santos. I was like, okay, well this isn't the John Jones that I know, you know. That is tr- you know, I when I was watching the fight, I was just like, man, John's really not you know, he he looked a little know. out of it. I mean, yes. I don't know. Maybe he's you know. Maybe he needs the PEDs. I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, yeah. Maybe he does. I will. I will say maybe in the mentality of, because Santos basically, if he hits you with one of those bombs, dude, you're out. He's kind of like the lightweight or light heavyweight Francis Ngannou. So yeah. I think John was just like, dude, I I can beat him a variety of ways. Yeah. I can do ground to pound. I can wrestle him. I can submit him. Yeah. Um, I don't really have to do anything that well. So he right. comes into this fight and just kind of just a mad performance and still wins because right. he doesn't well, really I, I don't think he really tried. Yeah, you don't want to get into his like into his area, if you know what I'm saying. You don't want to get into his striking zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he just kind of lays back and gets his punches where he can and his kicks. And the thing mm-hmm. is, he lands mm-hmm. them. And that's what won it was, it the was, fight. Yeah. And, so. you, yeah, now that you mention that, it was almost like Mayweather-esque, you know? Because a lot of right. the Mayweather yeah. fights later on in his career, um, they weren't, like, very exciting. Like yeah. the Pacquiao fight, the Canelo fight, whatever. But he just won because he kind of knew what got the points, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess technically it was a good fight. Like, you know, he yeah. landed all the punches. He did what he had to do, and he got it done. So, I mean, the crowd was booing him. I don't know if you, you saw that. I did see the that, The crowd yeah. was booing him. But, I mean, sometimes you got to take your lumps, I guess. I mean, I, uh-huh. I, I don't know. Yeah. So. But, I mean, as long as he keeps finding motivation, there's really nobody in that division realistically yeah not who, yet uh, not yet yeah i mean there are up and coming guys like johnny walker and stuff but um a lot of stuff can go wrong um shout out to my guy ben Askren. oh there's dude. a good run good run 19 wins undefeated a fly knee to the head good and uh man you know for me and i'm a i'm a ben Askren fan I was just very confused on where all the hatred was coming from from George Masvidal because or Jorge Masvidal because I saw him on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast and he seemed like a great guy, and then these two just apparently have bad blood. Yeah, they were trash talking, um, and I think, well, <laughs> Masvidal hit him with two uh, hits after he was definitely yeah. out, oh, and I, I was like, yeah. ah, man, I mean. I didn't really like well, that. Well, there was like, okay, obviously, uh, Masvidal had a plan. That was yes. plan to come out flying knee to the head. I think what wasn't in the plan was for Askren to go out like that. Yeah. So, you know, he goes down. He hits him twice. I I don't know why. I mean, yeah. Askren was stiff as a board. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. He was just like tight, tight, tight. But um, you know, um, I I I don't I don't know I don't know specifically about the bad blood. I know they were trash talking a lot. Yeah. Um, 
So I, I, I can't specifically comment on that, but uh, are, do you think they'll run it back? Probably not, huh? No, no. But yeah, yeah very, very interesting. Uh, interesting fight card, obviously. Yeah. Um, but overall, I think um, pretty much the better fighter won in every kind of uh, main fight, you know, like Jorge Masvidal is the better all around fighter. He probably should have won. John Jones, obviously the goat right. should have won. Amanda Nunes, the goat should have won. And they all did pretty much yeah. uh, win, win with uh, ease. So yeah. that was pretty cool. How about Luke um, Rockhold? Did you see that one? I did see that. He got, he got fucked up. I think it's just, yeah, I think it's just over for him. You think so? Uh, I read somewhere broken jaw. Oh, Jesus. Um, yeah, just not a great. I, I really thought he could make some noise at 205, but um, I don't know. It's just not there for him anymore, which is also why I'm a little concerned with uh, Conor McGregor maybe coming back. Not even him, just these fighters who come back after a couple years off. Because yeah. I think you you got to stay in the cage to keep the juices going, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, there's like, I thought that, well, like Ronda's done, right? Ronda's pretty much. Well, no, I, I think, don't know, maybe, maybe. I think Ronda's done. Let's well, let's let's go with that. Connor Connor's in like a different, uh, you know, Connor's in a different situation. He got that money from the McGregor. I mean, sorry, uh, from the Floyd Mayweather fight. And I think he's, like, in a good financial situation, whereas Ronda was so humiliated yeah, that I think she just had to leave. So, for Ronda, coming back to the UFC isn't a, like, isn't something that she would want to do. Yeah. But I think that Conor might want to do it. And it might not be yeah. for the money. He might fight. They might give him, you know, an easy guy so he can go out there and, you know, smash him up. But, you know, I I think that it's a possibility that he could come back just for, you know, just for fun, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, it'll be interesting to see the future of a lot of these um, fighters and and whatnot. But let's uh, shift gears a little bit. Have you listened to uh, Revenge of the Dreamers 3 by Dreamville? Dude, I uh I tried. Um, yeah, it's I rough. <laughs> I listened to. I saw that um Kendrick was on a chorus or yes. something of yes. one of them. I listened. I was like, I mean, I don't know what it is. I guess it's not my style. Yeah. But uh, I listened to a couple songs uh, out of order. But uh, um. No, there there's no order. To you be don't honest. think so? No. no. Well, I usually like to try and listen to like the first track to the last. So. Yeah. But I just kind of listened, skipped around, see some, like, features that I liked. Uh-huh. Um, and, I, you know, it's fine. I, I, yeah. It's not my it's not my cup of tea. But no. um, what did you think? Well, uh, we did a video on it, or I did a video on it. Um, check it out if you guys want a more, in like, in-depth analysis. But here's the thing, and I'm a huge J. Cole fan. Collaboration albums are just hard to really do. Because um, there's a couple songs that are like are are decent tracks on here. I just don't see them 
like not exploding, but like being implemented into people's playlists like me. Right? I'm not gonna input the Under the Sun song, which was the opening track with Kendrick's chorus. Um, I liked it and I listened to it maybe a total, let's say five to ten times, right? As I'm going through the album, I like to re-listen and see if I change my opinion. Uh-huh. But just some of these songs, man, I'm just like, no, no, I can't do it. And unfortunately, um, I think that's just how collaboration albums go. But um, it's just kind of meh for me. It wasn't really my, my cup of tea either. Yeah, but, it's a uh, lot of uh, conflicting styles on that album. Yeah. It's yeah. like, uh, I mean, J.I.D., if that that's how you say it, yeah. Yeah, Jid, Jani, wherever. Very talented. Yeah. Has a bright future. As, but sometimes he overtakes tracks. No? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't, like, I don't know. Something about the mix of people just didn't really work on some of them. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people, obviously, if you guys are in the in the weeds of the music industry, know that TDE, Top Dog Entertainment, is basically the West Coast version of Dreamville. And um, obviously, there's no bad blood, but people like to say there's a rivalry. But I don't really see how a lot of people were saying before that Dreamville is like, kicking TD's butt, you know, this album's going to be amazing. I don't really know if this does anything, to be honest. Yeah, I didn't feel... Did they specifically call out TDE? No, there were a couple songs with uh, Isaiah Rashad. No, no, I'm sorry, not Isaiah Rashad. Reason, who's like a collaborator with TDE, not part of the family, but is often on people's albums. And uh, he shouted out, like, Schoolboy Q, uh top dog and all that type of stuff but it was more like in a loving manner you know i yeah. say hey they're doing their thing over there we're doing our thing over here but i i don't know man they dreamville has talented artists i just don't think this was uh i don't know yeah no i get it i get it yeah. well to wrap us up how about we talk about the earthquakes yes well, so uh well, crazy also- stuff man I'll tell you mine. So mine was the first one, the first big, big one was July 4th. And uh, if you're unfamiliar with California's uh, geography, these earthquakes happen uh, just outside of Bakersfield, just east of Bakersfield, which is north of L.A., south of Fresno. Yeah. So I I don't know if that will help in the Mojave (laughs) Desert. But um, so we were coming down from Sacramento. We had just we were about halfway between Sacramento and Fresno when it happened. And uh, we didn't feel the first one, like the July 4th one. We didn't feel that at all, but we were driving. So, David, did you feel that one? Yeah, I did. I was at home. I was actually sitting on the floor. And uh, a lot of people kind of explained it as like a rolling earthquake kind of like you're on a ship and when that happened when it happened i was um thankfully like not really close to the earthquake but we felt it from where i'm at and i kind of thought it was like me i'm like why am i dizzy like what the like what's going on you know like it was me like something i don't know i ate or i don't know like something (laughs) like that but no it was an earthquake 
and I believe it was a, what was it? A 6.4 or 6.6? Yo, the yeah, first the time. first one was 6.4, yeah. Yeah, so it, it was a pretty big one. And then um, July 5th, the next day after, yeah. a 7.1, um, pretty much in the same area, right? In Ridgecrest? Right, yeah, the exact yeah. same area, yeah. So um, that was pretty crazy. And did you feel that? I felt that one. Oh, yeah. And I was actually outside on that one just eating my chips. And I was like, what the is going on? Yeah. But uh, did, how, how was your experience with that? So we went to, we went to the grocery store because um, we had just got back it was like the next day and we had like got back from our long trips so we had no food so yeah. we we're getting like buying groceries and the they have like the signs that tell you the aisles they were swinging and uh-huh. you know the the lights up there were swinging and i was looking up like is this another earthquake and then you yeah. like i feel it because i'm like standing and it feels like i don't know how to describe it like yeah, you're kind of rolling. Yeah. It's really strange. You have to be in it. Um, but um, some they had some, like, uh, mustard, like, mustard in jars or whatever uh-huh. down, like, one aisle. And it fell. Like, one of them, I guess, was on the edge or whatever. And it tipped and fell. And uh, people were, like, like, shuffling away. And there's a crowd gathering. So uh-huh. I'm like, oh my god, somebody got like injured. This is crazy, yeah. and so they they sent like the employees to walk around and make sure everybody was okay. Luckily, everybody was okay. Yeah, just some some mustard. <laughs> just I was like, mustard. Oh my god. Yeah, um, it was a uh, pretty pretty wild. Yeah. Um, a lot of overreacting, in my opinion, but yeah, pretty cool stuff. Um, a lot of people were like, whoa, 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 you know, why well, hey, let's relax here, you know? Yep. But, um, yeah, pretty, pretty weird stuff happening in, uh, California also too. People don't know we are pretty much like the earthquake capital of the world. So, um, I don't know how these people who I've lived here for, I don't know how long are like, this is the first one I've ever felt. But like, what are you talking about, dude? But besides that, um, Pretty, pretty uh, crazy stuff. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Um, all right, guys. Well, this is it. End of the road. Episode one down for the podcast. Uh, once again, thank you for joining us. Um, we are trying to do a bi-weekly podcast every other week on Wednesdays. Um, and we'll see how this goes. And hopefully if you guys enjoy it. Leave a like, subscribe, comment down below. Um, also too, if you guys have any video suggestions, hit us in the comments down below, follow us on Twitter, anything else, Josh, that's it. All right, guys. And we'll see you on the next episode of the podcast or in our regular schedule videos. See ya.